Hello, and welcome to Sobertown Podcast. I'm your host, Viv, and some of you know me as Sober I Thrive. Make sure to visit our website on SobertownPodcast.com. You will find our free Zoom calendars, Todd's modules for your Sober Toolbox, Sober Recovery Stories, and our link to the Sobertown Facebook group on SobertownPodcast.com. I'll chat with guests and community members about topics related to sobriety and recovery. There are also a couple of sober communities called Boom, Rethink the Drink, and the I Am Sober app, where most of our website contributors met for SoberTownPodcast.com. Every episode, I'll chat with guests and community members about topics related to sobriety and recovery. Today, I'm very excited to welcome our guests. They are the hosts of the Rise, Recover, and Live podcast. Powered by the Phoenix, Bryce Cobb III, and Liz McKeon. So let's jump right in and learn more about them. The Phoenix Experience. Hi, Bryce and Liz. Welcome to Silvertown Podcast. Viv, what up? Hi, Viv. We're so excited to be here. What an honor. So fun to be on a different platform. This is like uh, a right. total yeah. treat. <laughs> yeah. on, on the other side, on the other side of the, uh, yeah. the microphones, huh? Right? Fun. So That's a beautiful thing. So how, 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 how's your energy, Viv? <laughs> how's your energy? How's your energy? My energy. Oh, my energy is amazing. You know what? Every time I step into these platforms, it's like new and exciting because I get to share some of what's, you know, what's related to one person when how it can relate to another person. And I think mm-hmm. this is a beautiful way of what the endeavor and podcast of what you guys are about. And to be able to share something different and new and fresh is amazing. So my mm-hmm. energy is phenomenal. Ooh, I like that. I like Good that. Word. Good word. <laughs> Tell me about yourselves. Tell me about your, your yourselves and the evolution of your podcast. Uh, Liz, you want to jump it off? Sure, happy to. Um, yeah, so my name is Liz Keen, and I, gosh, the evolution of the podcast, I feel like we go way back to, like, birth, but we I won't go that far, I promise. <laughs> um, hey. I, uh, let's see, I'm a person in recovery. Um, I currently live in Tampa, Florida. I'm from Western New York, and um, just has, have, have experienced substance use disorder for a, a lot of years. Um, had a lot of stops and starts when it came to trying to get sober. Um, you know, tried 12-step on and off, did some outpatient recovery, um, you know, did my very best to keep the whole addiction thing a secret for very many years, not very well, and um, came across a Instagram story of a sober Instagram influencer who I followed um, kind of like on the sly because God forbid anybody see that I follow somebody who's who's in the sobriety space. And she was posting videos of a workout space where people were wearing shirts that said sober and they were high-fiving each other and they were really excited and they just looked really happy and they were doing fitness, which was the thing that used to be part of my personality that I'd kind of lost. And um, 
I was kind of at the point where I was like, I don't think this is ever going to work for me. You know, I'm never going to actually want to do this sober thing, but I need to find a way to do it anyway. So let me just try this and see if maybe this is a place that I can be a little less miserable in something that I was just sure that would just make me unhappy no matter what. Um, Because alcohol seemed to be the only thing that would ever make me at least just disappear, you know, for a little while, even if it wasn't um, actual happiness. So I um, tried out this thing. I went into this gym and it was uh, this organization called The Phoenix, um, which I found was this sober active community. Was surprised surprised to learn that it was much bigger than that one gym and that one workout. It was actually nationwide. Um, And so started going to these workouts. And after a few months of going, realized that I was like also wearing a shirt that said sober and high-fiving people and was like suddenly proud of the fact that I wasn't drinking and had friends who I could be my entire self with. Um, so it was just shocking to me that, that sobriety could be something that was fun. Um, and all I did was show up for a workout, you know, and and suddenly I had this whole community around me. So I got more and more involved with the Phoenix. I started volunteering. I became a yoga teacher once I had some, um, time in sobriety and felt like I was ready to share, um, yoga, which was a thing that had been such a huge support for me. And when the pandemic happened and things shut down and I needed work, um, the Phoenix suddenly had started putting classes online on this virtual platform. And so I said, hey, I'll teach some yoga classes online if that would be helpful Um, and applied for a part-time job and ended up getting a full-time job and became um, eventually after a few different roles within the organization. Now I'm the um, senior manager of all of our virtual programming. So that's just been kind of my career trajectory. And we had talked for a long time within the realm of virtual programming maybe having a podcast be part of what we do because we're suddenly reaching people all over the world, you know, with with this message of recovery and having it be this joyful thing, having community be a thing that really is the driver of that um, joy. And, you know, podcast was something that was important to me. I'd listen to podcasts throughout early recovery, throughout the years of trying to get sober. And, um, Yeah, I I remember being really surprised that anybody would want to hear my voice on that podcast, but I was really excited to do that. Even more excited when Bryce agreed to join me. Um, And now we hop on week after week and we get to talk to people. I mean, like you, Viv, and and people at all walks of life with all different recovery stories and types and pathways um, that just tell us um, so generously about their stories and share that message of hope and um, resilience and inspiration with the people all over the world that are just so kind to put us in their earbuds. And it's been probably the coolest thing I've ever been part of. So beautiful. Thank you. I mean, that's such, such, such empowerment in your story. Um, so Bryce, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, I don't know if mine is going to be as co- cohesive as Liz. I think Liz <laughs> took us from... From the jump to the to the end, from the rooter to the tutor. Uh, I got a good uh, elevator story. I, I don't know. I guess I've told it a few times. Comes out a little maybe, different every time. Maybe you've told it once or twice, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm a person in recovery. My, I joke, but my path hasn't been super linear. It has been a process of continuous discovery. Um, my sobriety date is 7-27-2013. And... A foundation of my recovery was 12-step, is 12-step. But what I like to share a lot is that when I when I first got here, my, my first sponsor, he gave me a copy of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. 
And then he he didn't even give me a copy. He suggested that I get this book that he suggested that other people get, but nobody has gotten since he suggested it. I'm like, what is that book? He's like, uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And what that did was that set me on a journey of of towing the line between a continuously increasing life of spirituality as well as a life of achievement and, and creativity and self-actualization. And we're going to skip a lot of chapters in that, in that process to get to where it is that we are here today. Um, tried a lot of different things, continue to try a lot of different things. One big part of my recovery that was instilled in me very early on is humility and beginner's eyes. So I never really sat as, as, as like, this is the thing. I know what worked for me, but there was multiple points in my recovery where it was like, there was an unlock and it's like, oh, well, check out what they're doing over here. Oh, they got something going on over here. Oh, be open to how people are recovering over there. Because one thing that I've learned a lot through all my recovery is compassion and understanding for that process. And so that led me to a whole bunch of different spaces. And that led me to a whole bunch of different ways of expression and showing up. And in that process, I was led to discover the Phoenix and the Phoenix is sober active community. Um, all of our programming is free to anybody, which is 48 hours of sobriety. We've got, we've got an app. I don't think we had the app when I first had discovered it. Um, but it, it, it was dope because at that point I did some recovery coach and I'm a certified peer recovery mentor here in Michigan. And, you know, uh, my self-actualization journey had led me from working at uh, an assembly plant where I got sober using the employee assistance program to leaving that job and then really dangling for a little bit. And, and then I ended up, you know, becoming a, a recovery coach and, and working with people, struggling, um, helping them to build recovery capital and helping them to tap into the continuously increasing quality of life that they were seeking. I would have resources. I became a resource broker, but it was so many different resources that were limited. Like, oh, I can only give you this if you're this age, or I, only, I can only give you this if you're from this county, or I can only give you this. What kind of insurance do you have? Ah, uh, no, nah, I got to turn you away right here. I, I got to tell you to go over there and make sure you call access and make sure if they don't pick up, you got to sit there and wait for 24 hours, even though we all know when it comes to asking for help, like that initial asking for help is like, you got to strike while the iron is hot. And so when I came across the Phoenix, I'm not going to hold you. Like I was super skeptical. Um, I was doing some things, some guided meditations and a lot of people from the Phoenix were attending those guided meditations. And so uh, long story short, I was suggested that I apply for a position here in Detroit where I'm at Detroit, Michigan. And I applied and I showed up for uh, the first interview. Like, look, I don't really need this for real. Like, uh, I'm not looking for anything. I'm, I'm, I'm tapped into this C CPRM deal and I'm, I'm doing my coaching. So I'm gonna just show up and be myself hundred percent. And first interview went cool. It was a kicking session. And the next interview, and it was like 20 interviews later and, <laughs> yeah. and, they, and they offered me the position. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm excited about this. But what this led to was I was still on staff. I was on staff for about like, 90 days, still kind of like looking for like, where is the catch? Like I, I, I was skeptical and that's interesting. I think that speaks to the healing that I've personally had to do, but that people who come from the communities 
that I come from may inherently have to do to be able to accept resources that we would consider to be free. And so, uh, but yeah, the longer I stuck around, the more I realized like, oh, this is just genuine. <laughs> like this is genuine community. This is genuine connection. And this is genuine having fun. However, that looks like being biking, hiking, open mics, uh, coffee meetups. And it's like, all you gotta do is download this app and say, I'm coming to these, these things going on. I went to a different, I went to Denver where one of our flagship locations are. And when I got there, I, I looked on, on my phone to see what program was going on. It was a biking program. I said, I'm coming. I popped in. Next thing you know, within an hour, like I'm riding around Denver with people I had never met, but felt akin to because we are, you know, on the, on the same similar pathway of life, going around the city, getting a tour that I wouldn't have gotten had it would just been me. And it's like, yo, this is, this is really dope. This is really dope. And so I became just a megaphone of like these resources just because of how, of how dope and easy it is to access them, you know? And so then, you know, uh, within being here and being on Phoenix staff, like I've just been a champion of the, the work that we do. And I just want to amplify the, the impact that we're able to have and, you know, what better way to do it than to take the the life blood of an organization like this, th the stories of the community and giving it a platform for those to be expressed. And so, uh, you know, it was a little bit of conversation. And then before you know it, me and Liz were paired up and we've been Super Mario and Luigi ever since. <laughs> don't ask me who's Mario and please don't ask me who Luigi is because I can tell you. I don't know if I can pull off a mustache, but I'll be either <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> Adios. <laughs> so how did the endeavor how did you guys meet like because you're in another state and you're in another state how did that synergy how did that serendipitous meeting happen yeah so the phoenix is an international nonprofit. so we got chapters all throughout the u.s as well as in the uk um we got one in windsor and so we got chapters all over everywhere it, representing culture from all all different parts of the world um since me and liz are on staff sometimes there are activations that uh, you'll end up in at together in person and we actually ended up at mobilized recovery what, what was that 2021 2021 yeah so. yeah and we went there to to do some facilitation. I, I did meditation there. Uh, I know Liz did yoga there. Uh, and, and I don't think I taught. I think we just did a talk. I think we like kind of shared you, your stories okay. and talked about the Phoenix. I know community. Caleb. So and Caleb, another good friend of ours mm -hmm. and, and staff of the Phoenix, he was there doing CrossFit. And so mm -hmm. uh, there, man, yeah, me and Liz, that was the first time we met. Um, and we we hit it off. And to be honest with you, like we've seen each other in person, maybe like a handful of times, which is crazy still to say. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's um, so true. You're, I, I that, talk to you probably more than most people in my family, and <laughs> we've seen each other in person I, maybe five times. <laughs> and I think that's representative of the the way that genuine connection cannot be cannot be suppressed. Mm -hmm. Like if it's genuine, it's gonna make it whether it's over the airwaves, the ether, or the internet. You know, and I think when we first, because, you know, there's people, uh, we've had some some guests on that have uh, shared that there's this saying, I got clean on the screen. You know, <laughs> me getting clean in, in 2013, like I didn't have that experience. So it's like, whoa, that's something to consider. 
And I remember when I went to my first virtual AA meeting, like, I'm like, this is stupid. Like, this, like, I, I got to be in person with people. I got to make the coffee. I got to, like, I got to get the hugs. I got to hold the hand. Mm -hmm. and, and then somebody shared something, and it sounded exactly like what it was that I was experiencing right then. And it was like, ooh. And I felt that same, mm, like I would if I was sitting at a table. And it's like, oh, this, this is actually going to help, you know? Uh, so, yeah, real connection cannot be stifled. Yeah. I mean, that was the whole, I remember when... I first started working at the Phoenix and it was, you know, on the virtual platform, this brand new thing that initially was just like, well, we can't be in person. You know, we we desperately don't want to be isolated, you know, so like whatever we're doing in person, typically with Phoenix, let's throw it on Zoom, you know, and there was obviously some technology and organization that had to go into that. But it really was just like, OK, let's just get it on Zoom. And it was a very just if we can't do this, I guess we'll do this kind of thing. And then it wasn't long after we started doing this like live stream style programming that we realized like, oh, crap, we got people on here that never would have heard of the Phoenix. Otherwise, we got people on mm -hmm. here who they're, you know, the only cost to be at any of our um, programs is 48 hours of sobriety. And all of a sudden we got people that are hopping on at that 48th hour. And this is their recovery community, like on their screen, in their kitchen or living room or bedroom. And like, far beyond the time that the world opened back up, like we were like, well, this is this obviously isn't going anywhere. You know, we need to like this is something that needs to scale, that needs to be sustained because people are actually this is this is their recovery community. And they there are people who live close to in-person Phoenix locations where there is programming that's happening in their communities. And they still are like, well, yeah, I might go to that, but like, this is my Phoenix, you know, like mm. this is where I connect with like with the people that I, that I really like have gotten, gotten sober with. And um, yeah. And, and Bryce actually came on and started doing those virtual meditations on the live stream platform. I remember when he first started, um, even though it wasn't the primary part of his, his role and immediately, you know, just like drew people in who maybe would, wouldn't have thought meditation was something that they could have done before. Like, just opening like one door after another that we would have thought that wasn't open to us, which is, I mean, like that's the theme of recovery, you know, like a life like that we just did not think was available to us. And then there's just like layer after layer of that. And I think this virtual um, thing, this virtual community, uh, I, I, I was hired for it and still was just like, well, yeah, but Phoenix obviously has to happen where I can give somebody a hug, you know, and then now I'm like, oh, crap, actually, actually, this is the real deal. And some of my very best friends are here and the people that I, you know, don't know how I ever did life without and certainly don't ever want to have to do that again um, are people that I've only only met in this way. So one of the one of the gifts of, you know, a really hard time, which, you know, was when the world shut down um, is that. And man, I I could not be more grateful for that and for the people that are part of my life now and, you know, Bryce is a huge part of that. Like he's somebody that I would call. Gosh, I mean, you, Bryce called me today and say, I need you. I'd get on the plane and go to Detroit. And I, I feel like it's it's vice versa. And that's not just because I have palm trees and sunshine here. <laughs> <laughs> that plays a big role in it, though. It's true. I know. I get it. I get it. You know, that <laughs> I will love with sun. <laughs> that and an unlimited supply of Sour Patch Kids, I think, would get me out to Florida. Anyway. I will never not have Sour Patch Kids. That's true. <laughs> and you got to have a vice. All right. That's my vice now. What are you going to do? <laughs> Okay. It's so beautiful. I, I <laughs> the synergy that both of you share. I've listened to some of your. Uh, well, actually, I've watched some of your uh, YouTube's. 
So I want to let people know we're going to have all of your um, links and everything included on the uh, website after this podcast. So, but also I want people to know, you know, what kind of platforms that had they have available to listen to you. Yeah, we're on all of them. Anywhere that you can find a podcast. Um, if you, if there's a platform that we don't know about, please reach out and tell us because we'll get it on there. But yeah, I mean, I think people hear us primarily on like Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but all the ones that, um, you know, names that might not be as well known, uh, we stream there as well. You can find us on the Phoenix website, which is just thephoenix.org. And then um, there's a drop down for the podcast. We're on YouTube, like you said. Um, at some point, we'll probably have the podcast on the Phoenix app. Um, right now, we don't, but you can certainly find us through there because we have a group on there that is for our community and everything's linked. So um, I think the only reason people struggle to find us occasionally is if they look for like the Phoenix podcast. Um, you could probably find us through like the back door in that way, but we're the Rise, Recover, Live podcast. So that's you, you search that, you're going to find us. Beautiful. So it, it explained to me when you two met, like, was this already an idea that was information? Like, did somebody say, hey, this would be really, I like you. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> Can we be friends, like, on the playground? Can you be friends? <laughs> do you like me? Circle yes or no. Do you want to do a podcast? Circle yes or no. We didn't do that. No. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's exactly how it happened. No, but I would say... uh Sometimes when when re, re, recapping and figuring out like how everything came together, like you can't help but to see like, oh, the universe did that thing where it put things in place. You know, I, I could give you the the fall, like I could give you the rundown of like all the pieces that played around. Like I I, I had a podcast um, that I was running that really had me pretty tapped into like the tech, technical aspects of, of programming a show. And thank and so God. that was that was a, a big lift when it came to like getting this thing started. We weren't starting from scratch. Uh, a, as for our voices going together, like I don't think we knew that that would be what it was, but that's what we were tasked with. Like, you know, we both signed up. We both raised our hand to do this thing. And in doing so, like we've learned like, oh, like I really, I really fuck with you, <laughs> you know? And, and from that, you know, I think, some of the best things come from the, the relationships that we that we cultivate in life, you know? So we could have came together on paper, like let's grab the person that is most specialized in this and has the most knowledge in this area and put them two together and make this happen. But it was like, you know, let's get Liz and Bryce together uh, and, and let's see what happens. And we was allowed to go crazy. And so go crazy. We <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I think when we did that, that talk at that conference, the first time we actually met in person, I remember just from the, you know, leadership that was like, you know, yes, this podcast is a go. I remember one of the reasons that we did have a little more of a green light. And, it, you know, I think both of our names came up with because we did have good kind of synergy there, even when we didn't really know each other. Um, so I don't know whether that was something that was like outright said, but I know I've, I've heard that. So I feel like that played a little bit of a role. Um, mm -hmm. but I also know that like from the very first time we hopped on the mics to even just like talk about the podcast, we were like, oh, this is like, this couldn't happen without both of our like personalities that there there's, 
me who comes in and is like, all right, we're going to follow the rules or we're going to do it just this way and like make sure that everybody's happy. Tick, 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 tick. And um, and Bryce is like, OK, we actually are perfect exactly as we are. And we are going to like totally take this in direction that only we could take it. And it's going to be amazing. And like because, you know, we are representing an organization that is, you know, we want to make sure that we are an accurate voice to it. Um, and it's only going to be successful if it is our authentic voice. Um, those two like kind of ends of the, you know, I guess spectrum for lack of a better word, like are like we're able to like meet kind of like in the middle and seesaw between in a way that um, can really just like reach people in a very real way. And um, I, I mean, I can just say that I've learned an incredible amount from from Bryce and like just compassion for myself is something that I didn't have as much before we started doing this. And I wouldn't have been able to would, wouldn't have gone on this long in this project without having allowed that part of myself to grow. And that was I mean, that was from our relationship. So and wow. did like bullet point scripts and and cue cards and like I would have never pulled those things out before I met Liz. But <laughs> there's, there's, you know, there there has to be something said around the the intention, you know, but also like the, the structural and organizational aspect of said intention. Cause for me on, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I'll float away. And like, if we were sitting here talking and didn't have like that container, uh, I, I'll be the vapor through the container and I'll be over there, you know? So I think it's, I think it, I, I totally agree with Liz when she says that these two things came together and then ultimately like our job is to uplift the stories in the community. And, and so we both have two different perspectives. Um, we both uh, show up to these interviews in such a way that we bring those perspectives. And I think that works. Wow. You guys are like the yin-yang twins. <laughs> <laughs> That's going on the website. <laughs> From the windows to the walls, baby. Oh, Liz, we got the name. That's the name. Oh, snap. Has your podcast been in circulation? Yeah. Um, I think we started in July of last year, if I'm not mistaken. Did you just mute because you have no idea and you need me to answer that question? <laughs> no, I'm still stuck on yin yang twins. You're you still laughing. Okay. Gotta let me heal. You gotcha. Let me collect myself. Do your thing. Um, <laughs> he just made his whole day. Are <laughs> 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 sure? Are you sure? Trickle edit. Woo! We gotta leave that in. Don't edit yeah. that out. That was real. <laughs> Laughter is my favorite part of podcasting. Um, so yeah, so at last, I I believe it was July, and we are we publish our episodes or drop our episodes every Tuesday, and I think tomorrow is our forty second, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, it's pretty wild that it's congratulations. That is pretty wild, isn't it? Amazing how time flies when we're having fun. Mm -hmm. It does. Holy smokes. And every single time, every single, well, usually Monday night, I, I usually wake up at some point in the middle of the night, just be like, hey, it's mm. happening tomorrow. <laughs> mm. um, I still just can't quite believe that, like, that, that we're out there and that people are listening. And, you know, as a person who for, like I said, very many years and a lot of like scary sleepless nights put somebody else's podcast in my ears to just remind me that like this is possible and people do survive this and there is something on the other side um and i'm not alone 
to to be possibly that voice to have the opportunity to do that um you know and lift up other voices who really truly are are the voice um is just like the honor of a lifetime so can't mm-hmm. can't even believe it you know when i i always have this thing and i say it's rediscovery and i just heard bryce say something like look at it with fresh eyes or i got yeah. clean on the screen and it's all these things that now we're incorporating in our daily lives you know there are little mottos that we have and we go by and i think it's so beautiful when you said right now i was the person that was listening to that podcast and now i am the person that is empowered to give that podcast and what i have that's i mean that's i'm expanding a little bit but i feel like this is what if if you can see it in me you have it in you. Oh, yeah. And that's empowerment. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sure is. And I think that it's really beautiful to know and to see and to be the evidence and witness of growth. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. The, the, let's say the eyes are the window to the soul, right? So if I see something in you, it's just a reflection of what it is that I know what's in me. And like, I wouldn't even be able to see it if it didn't exist in me, which we can also use to be a tool, uh, especially when people irritate the shit out of us, right? So like, <laughs> you irritate me, there's something inside of me <laughs> that has that so, same yeah. potential to irritate. So I think that's been a big part of my recovery too, like learning to turn that finger, you know, right back around and continue to work on what it is that I have control over, which is myself and my own growth. Yeah, yeah I, I always say we don't go, we're sober, we're not monks. <laughs> What about sober monks, Viv? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> we, don't, we don't go ice, uh, from sober to zen. E. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I so I you know it's funny because Bryce teaches um, and practices meditation, and I teach and practice yoga, um, really a lot. Like it's a big part of both of our lives, and I teach a lot of yoga to folks who are in early recovery. Um, you know, the reason I teach yoga is so that I can bring that to to folks who who need it the way I needed it. And I can't tell you how many people have come to me and are like surprised that I ever had that experience, you know, like, oh, you just must really have it all together, you know. <laughs> the reason I do this is because no, <laughs> because absolutely not. Like this is this is the glue that is holding this psyche together, you know. Um, and yeah, it's 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 the the things that make us unique and special and wonderful and like just perfectly um perfectly the person to to give these things to other people is is all it's because we needed all of it because we continue to need all of it and it's because those are the things that also you know sent us into a on a path that had us numbing a lot of it because it we're just deeply sensitive people and that is the 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 superpower and the kryptonite I think beautifully put beautifully put. Can you tell me a little bit more about the founder, um, the whole endeavor, uh, Scott Strode? Yeah. Yeah. So Scott Strode, um, I certainly won't speak for him or share his story, but um, I can just give you a a little bit of information just based on what is out there. Um, And if you want to hear more, he did come onto our podcast and speak. And then there's also a TED Talk that he did um, that I cannot even tell you how many people have found the Phoenix through that TED talk. And that was quite a few years ago and it still just, you know, rings true. Um, So he's a person who also experienced substance use disorder and 
had one of those dark nights of the soul where he just was like, I don't think I'm going to survive this. And, you know, thinking about what it was going to do to his family. Um, and he went to a boxing gym and just found community there and put together like so many of us do that healthy movement, you know, fitness and community were just such powerful tools in this recovery process. And he's like, how can I, how can I give this to more people? How can I bring this to more people? And he joined up with uh, Jackie Helios, who is, um, comes from a more clinical perspective and, you know, a lot of statistics and um, she comes from social work. So just the, just, just a brilliant, brilliant mind. And Scott is also brilliant, but he is just like all heart and their powers combined. They created this uh, thing called Phoenix Multisport. And that started out really just fitness based. So it was just fitness and community and recovery. Um, and it grew from there because it continued to be successful. Uh, I continued to have the same effect on other people that it did for him. There were actually originally most, I think almost all gyms like we actually were going to be in the business of having these gyms for recovery and then realize that we could grow much more and bigger and farther uh, by having it be a community focus that wasn't necessarily dependent on a location so now a lot of our the, the vast majority of phoenix events happen in the community whether that's in partnership with a gym or a yoga studio or out in a park or at a art studio or something you know wherever community can gather you can find phoenix um so they, yeah, so the, the ones who who started it, he just continues to go out there and like share the message. Uh, we are a nonprofit, so there's a lot of fundraising that goes along with that, that job of being at the top of um, an organization like ours. And I look at him and Jackie and I just can't even, like there's not even words for how grateful I am and just how impressed I am. Not only that they created this thing that I, I really think saved my life and I know it has played a part in so many others, but also just like the trust that it takes to allow it to grow the way it has to say that like this is going to be this is going to be in all these communities. And we know that we're not going to know what's right for those communities, you know, like, you know, what's right for your community. So here's the tools. Here's the idea. Here's the concept. Here's the way we want to promise each other we're going to keep spaces safe. Now, I trust you to create this here and you know and stay connected with us and it's it's amazing to me because I'm, I'm a person who likes to control things you know so to, to see anyone move through the world with so much trust in people especially you know people like us who so often have felt like and sometimes have not been trustworthy is I mean that's I mean that's world changing that's deep that's mm. deep it is sharing that vision and that yes. trust you know you can fill any blanks that I left there, Bryce. I might have, I might have just told that story in a way that you could tell better. <clears throat> I think the 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 most uh, cohesive and impactful person to tell Scott's story would be Scott. Mm -hmm. So, if you haven't seen that TED talk, go see that TED talk. Oh yeah. Uh, hopefully, they'll link that in in the show in the show notes and and come over to our podcast and check out the episode with him on it. Mm -hmm. I think it was a good conversation. Agreed. And I'm sure that won't be the last time he, he's on our podcast as well. So yeah. we have anything to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, the other thing that I wanted to ask you is so the you said that the gyms are all over now, all over the world, because I just I looked at the app and then I looked at uh, the United States. So it, I, I know that, that the podcast, I mean, you guys are just 
incredibly talented. Thank you. Yeah. And I love the format because I've seen everything come on from dancing, um, you know, raves and it's been it's amazing. So tell us all. I mean, that's that's kind of like what the question is. I mean, so, yeah, so the Phoenix, uh, I would say go to the phoenix.org and see if mm-hmm. there's in-person programming in your area. Um, a majority of our programming is volunteer-led. So what that looks mm-hmm. like is somebody hears this podcast episode, yo, this sounds dope. I want to get involved doing this. Uh, and I am an expert hula hooper. So they download the app. They have to attend a, a, a program just to see what it's like so they can experience the community. And then after they attend that program, whether it be in-person or virtual, the thing will pop up on the app that says become a volunteer. You'll start the volunteer process. Um, takes maybe a day, no longer than that. And what separates Phoenix programming from any other programming is that our programming is fun, emotionally and physically safe, inclusive and accessible, safe space, trauma-informed facilitators. And that process allows for people to get trained in that way to be able to facilitate whatever it is that their programming is in that way. And then after that, uh, that person is good to throw hula hooping on the Phoenix app and say that that person is in Chicago. So now you have a hula hooping program in Chicago. So I'm in Detroit. I'm going to Chicago this weekend. I open a Phoenix app to see what's going on there. And that person's hula hooping program pops up. I say I'm coming. And next thing you know, Detroit person, Chicago person, hula hooping together just because they heard your podcast and was excited about the Phoenix. It's as easy as that. And so we have these, we have chapters all over the U.S. and we're, we're international and we're continuing to grow uh, by the day uh, and really and truly like if you're in Alaska or Antarctica and you're listening to this program or to this podcast and raise your hand and say, well, I want to do something here. Now we got programming there. And we're virtual. And, you know, this this live stream um, program that we have is truly everywhere always. You know, we've got about 60 classes right now that are happening um, every week. And you can hop on wherever you are in your living room and your pajamas, you know, if you want to go to a yoga class or a meditation class. And those are also facilitated by other people who are part of the community and just you know, want to share, want to share the the power of that community and whatever activity they happen to be really passionate about. So even on the live stream platform, we have everything from fitness to yoga to meditation to poetry club. We have a, um, let's see, we have like a, a happy hour, like a sober happy hour that happens um we've got open mic night we uh phoenix is really growing in the music space quite a bit because both music artists as well as people who just like to go to shows um often get sober and feel like that's no longer a safe space for them so phoenix um just is like let's let's change that let's let's find a way to give people the ability to have music still be a really big part of their life like you said for those um those dance parties. Uh, and, you know, again, that might be the person that's going, that might be the person who's the DJ. The DJs are the ones who came onto our podcast to talk about it. And like, those aren't always safe spaces for people who are trying to stay away from substances, but you have community around you, then that you're creating your own space, you know, and you're, it's a very be the change you want to see in the world kind of community. So if mm-hmm. you happen to be in a space where there's not Phoenix programming locally, you still can access the virtual programming and you could make it be local if if you want to, but we are, we're everywhere in that way. Wow, that's so, so beautiful in the sense that I'm looking at the information that you put out there on your podcast, informative, 
connection beats addiction. That's one of the things that I, I for me, is very close to the, my heart. And you're exactly what it embodies to give information out there to the listener that there are safe spaces of where to go in person, virtual. We're giving you this. This. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think it's it's one of those things. Phoenix can be hard to wrap your head around if you haven't seen it. You know, it's like, wait, so what is it? I mean, people are like, is it a, yeah, is it a gym? Like, is it a, like, it's hard. It is. And I get it. It is hard. Even as a person who who talks about it all the time, there's times that I'm kind of like tripping over my words. And that's why we do that podcast because story, as Bryce says, and I I can hear it echoing in my, in my mind from the stories are powerful from the beginning (laughs) of our podcast, um, forever, forever famous words. Um, they, they are, they're powerful. And that's, it's like when you can't, tell you show and that's what stories do they show and the cool thing about that showing is that every single story is very different and it all still is the thing you know it's choose your own adventure man like the thing that i love about the phoenix i think probably more than anything is that as a as a community we support all pathways to recovery i i know that i'm not the only one who's had experiences where I've been told that this is the thing. If you don't do this thing, then you're doing it wrong. And I've been like, shoot, I'm failing at this thing. So I'm doing it wrong and there's no hope for me. So to be in a place where it's just like, what works for you? If you don't know, we'll help you find it. Let's let's talk about it. Let's hear some ideas. But also, you know, I, I, I let's let's figure it out. And your pathway is going to be just as valid as anybody else's. And that's incredible. That's that's mm-hmm. that's breaking down stigma in all sorts of ways, like layers and layers of it. I think, you know what, and also I wanted to expand that. I thought that was beautifully detailed, beautifully given to us and uh, well expressed. And I, But one of the things that I wanted to ask, and this is for everybody that's listening out there. You mean sobriety isn't linear? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as podcasters, come on. Not mine. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm no, sure there's probably it's, it's, somebody out there who feels that it was. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, the path, the path, like you define your path. Yeah. There, there is no like nobody has a monopoly on what's right, mm-hmm. and the Phoenix doesn't claim to have a monopoly on recovery. Mm-hmm. What we do is we create safe, sober spaces for you to be able to show up however it is that you show up. You know, the only requirement to show up to any program and it's just 48 hours of sobriety. How you define that is on you. What that looks like to you is on you. Nobody can tell you what your recovery is. Like you define your recovery. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and if you're if you're listening to the podcast, you're like, no, I don't. You're right. <laughs> like you're right. <laughs> you know, what I'm like I I envision that person too. Like I I don't define my recovery. It's like, well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, ultimately, we are the drivers of our of our own shit. You know, and and our recovery live and dies on what it is that we believe. You know, um, the beauty about that is, as we grow, so can our beliefs. As 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 we learn and evolve and grow and develop and unfold, like so can the way that we interact with this experience that we call life. So I just, you know, I'm sending everybody listening, just you know, seeds of compassion. Allow for yourself to unfold, and if new things blossom and if new things turn up, like don't. I don't don't run from it. Embrace it. Yeah. Well, and and also like I think it's I feel like this is something that we try to really 
mention in whenever we have these kind of conversations on our show is that like we are also coming from a place and have the privilege to talk about it like this because we have we've been sober for a little while. And there was definitely a time not that long ago where I really did need somebody else to tell me what to do. Like I definitely I, I wasn't safe by myself. Um, I, I could not I, I had lost the ability to make choices that were going to keep me alive. And so if you're in that place and like hearing someone say, you get to define this is kind of an unsafe thing for you to hear because it's like, OK, if I left to my own devices, this is really just not going to go well. Like been there and you're right. Like let someone just take take you by the hand, you know, go go do the thing and, and listen to the person that's going to keep you safe in this moment, because uh, you can't get to a place where you're making any kind of choices if you if you don't if you don't make it there. So, um, yeah, whatever stage you're at. I think that's that's really the message with the all pathways and and creating your own um, pathway to recovery. And is that it's it's going to it's not going to stay the same. It's going to change throughout the the course of it. And and you being here, you being here on this planet with us is the most important thing. So. I think that's beautiful. Absolutely. Wonderful message that both of you share. And. I. One of the questions that I like to um, ask in what would you both from the experiences that you've gained with the podcast, with your own sobriety, and from just your journey, what would you say to someone on their day one? What would you, what, what wisdom would you impart? Hey, a day one. Oh man, you're the, you're the most important person in the room right now. Whatever room yeah. we're in, it's your day one. You're the most important person in this room right now. You know, I think like to to be to be propped up and inhaled and and looked at through the eyes of others when I didn't necessarily believe how important I was or how strong I was or how capable I was was that was that was invaluable. Like I, I, that helped me to begin to see myself in a different light and it would take a while. You know, I had to, I had to show up the next day, but one is that you're the most important person in the room. Two is that, you know, don't, don't try to bite off too big of a chunk. I mean, you're here and that that's, takes a lot to get here. <laughs> it takes a lot to get here. So I'm proud of you. Um, and, and be, take, take an opportunity to be proud of yourself because put in work to just be here right now. Don't get too far ahead. Yeah. I love that. I I was gonna start exactly with that with I'm so I'm so proud of you. And I know you can't feel proud of yourself right now because it's this is a really this is the hard part, like you're in it. Um, but it's a big deal that you're showing up and you only gotta show up one minute at a time. Like the whole one day at a time can feel like a lot, I think, in the beginning. So one minute at a time, one breath at a time. Every single breath is literal. New life, new start. So keep taking those breaths and you're not alone. So many of us have been on that day one so many times. This is if this is your 8,000th day one, like I get it. Um, and you're still doing a great job and it is possible to get past this day. And there's there's people that are just reaching their hands out and can't wait to um, to hold your hand to walk this path with you. And there's so much good on the other side. But for this day, just take that next breath because I believe in you and you're worth it and we need you. I think your messages are so empower 
empowering, believing your worth. Know that you deserve to be happy, healthy, sober, and that the only way out is through. Yeah. Sure. Very powerful. I wish I, I I wish I could just beam us to all to the to the to not have to do the through part, but it's better when you do the through part because then you get to look back and be like, I did the through part, and you can you can feel that sense of pride. The oh, thing that you're the most ashamed of, you look back and it's like I'm so, you're it's the thing you're most proud of that you hold up and you're like, look at this world, I did it. Well, it's wild, the wild ride. Yeah, I think I you know one more thing that I'd like to add, and I I say. That sobriety is a lot like the gym, right? You, you go to the gym the first days, it's, it's you're sore all over. Yeah. <laughs> and then with time, the soreness goes away and you're like, oh, and I'm not sore, am I doing, you know? So yeah. I think that this is evolution, what both of you are doing. What do you, I mean, I know, you know, not future tripping, but I, I believe that it's beautiful to also see, where do you guys see yourselves? In I don't know. Let's say a year. But, yeah, that, that's a dope question. That's actually a, a, a change of pace. Usually, yeah. we're looking back, like looking behind us, and, and spreading magic and compassion on the entire experience thus far. But where do we see ourselves going? That's that's a great question. Um, I could I could start. Oh, please uh, do. Good God. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I see myself continuously blossoming into who it is that I see myself as being, um, that, that perfect mix between, I not, I take back the word perfect, but that mix between my aptitudes and my passions and, and what it is that I can contribute and getting to a point to where I can impact people who come from where I come from in such a way that eases that on-ramp to begin a life similar to begin their own self-actualization process. Mm-hmm. I, I ultimately with Bryce the third, I want when people hear that name, I want people to think about compassionate growth. How can how can I allow for my growth, but in such a way that I'm not forcing it and I'm giving myself love along the way? How can how can I how can I create what it is that I I want to create, but not beat myself up in a process because I haven't created it yet, as well as building my well-being into the process of what it is that I define as success. For the podcast, Rise Recover Live, oh man, I'm seeing conferences, I'm seeing millions of downloads, I'm seeing Liz's face on the lights in Hollywood, but just Liz, because Bryce don't want to be up here all the time. Why would you do that to my face? <laughs> with, a, with an Inspector Gadget hat coming out the top. No, but the podcast, I, I, I see the podcast too, just as well as the Phoenix being that thing where it's like people open up their phone and if anybody, if, if you know somebody's struggling, why don't you go download the Phoenix app, bro? Like you're, you're experiencing loneliness. You, you, you're saying you don't have anybody you can relate to. You're saying you're not talking to nobody. You, why don't you tap into this Phoenix app while you're there? They got a podcast too. If, you know, sh- showing up to programming is too much of a lift, like just tap in and listen to some of these stories and maybe you'll hear a story that, reflects your experience you know uh that's where i envision the phoenix podcast and the phoenix as an organization being that go-to that go-to resource for people to be able to tap into this community yeah yeah that's beautiful that's a beautiful vision i love it all right I, let's 
I'm on board except for my big giant face. I don't know. <laughs> Beautiful face. Up my, up my skincare routine and then we can talk about it. Um, I, gosh, I, first of all, have no doubt that all those things are going to happen as far as Bryce goes. And I think anyone who knows you already associates your name with compassion and growth. I know I sure do. And um, I, I know that my my life is better because of it. And I see the Phoenix continuing to grow and impact more and more people, communities that we never, that we haven't reached yet. I absolutely agree with Bryce in that at some point when someone is saying, hey, I'm struggling with this uh, via the person next to them who may not even have had the same struggle is going to say like, you know, Phoenix, maybe look up the Phoenix, you know, like this is an app that I've heard is really good and have us just be that household name uh, that that just is everywhere known. I see the podcast evolving in ways that we haven't even imagined yet, uh, bringing people on and hearing stories of people who uh, maybe today haven't even considered uh, recovery, and I can't wait to meet them. And as far as my own personal journey, I mean, I can only hope to still be part of this work and be so lucky to be able to uh, be, be lifting up people's voices who are part of this movement that we're just, you know, helping to helping to push forward, but not not all of it. We're just we're just this little part of it. And I can't wait to see it grow. Can't wait to live in a world where just in general, people talk about substance use disorder as something that is not a weakness or a personal failing, but is actually just a, a hero's journey. And I trust that whatever part I play in that is going to be just exactly what I'm meant to do. Because honestly, looking back at at where I thought I'd be, you know, five years ago to now, like there's just my mind five years ago would have been so completely blown at what my life is right now that to think of what it is in the future, all I can do is trust. I can't even I can't even picture. I wouldn't even like try to. Um, but I know it's going to be great because I have a beautiful community around me and continue to meet beautiful people like you. And it's just every day, every day. I can't believe I'm so lucky to wake up and do it. Okay. Uh, the dark <laughs> night produces the most brightest stars. Wild, right? Mm. I know. Sure does. <laughs> you know, I, it just brought me back when you were speaking about the things that we don't know yet. Mm. Said Guru has that. You know, he says, may your dreams not come true. May your desires not be filled because they only come from the place that you know right now. Yeah. That's and cool. the people listening to the, this podcast and your podcast and the sober community and us growing together. Yeah. That's just an amazing evolution. And I, and I think I just, I honestly, before we go, I wanted to say, and thank you. Thank you for, for existing and thank you for coming on to our show. I really appreciate you. I appreciate your time and your compassion and your love. And I know that in those moments of uh, dark night of the soul uh, that we've all experienced, we needed people like y'all right here. <laughs> so it, it, in closing, is there Anything that I left out, any message that you would like, both of you would like to impart? 
Um, well, I guess I would just say same to you. <laughs> Thank you to you, to the work that you're doing and for creating this space and being so um, kind to invite us to be part of it with you because, I mean, it's just it's been so much fun, fun to be on the other side of the microphone, uh, fun to meet you and, and you're doing such incredible work and yeah, just grateful to be on this ride with you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, where and how one more time, where can they find you guys? What's the easiest way? Well, I guess the easiest, man, I'm going to say too many ways for it to be easy. I'm just going to say a couple ways. <laughs> a couple ways. Sorry, the I'm not going to do The easiest way is... Um, so definitely the Rise, Recover, Live podcast. So Rise, Recover, Live. Uh, you can find that on any podcast app. Um, you can also go to the website thephoenix.org phoenix is p-h-o-e-n-i-x which was news to me um and then also the app is another way that you can find us you can go into your app store whatever phone you might have and look up the phoenix um i'm pretty sure we hop to the top if you just type in the phoenix but if you're nervous about it just put the phoenix sober because i know there's a lot of different things called phoenix out there all of those places are going to link you to all the other places. So if you find us in one place, you can find us in all the places. Um, but yeah, and then Viv will give you all the the links so folks can find us. Oh, and on Instagram, we are at Rise Recover Live. That's not just the podcast. That's the entire organization and everything's linked out there. So. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Is there anything else, uh, Bryce, before any parting words? Uh, be kind to each other. And be kind to yourself. Allow for your unfolding. You can't open a rose with a sledgehammer. Why hmm. would you? Allow for your blossoming. Love that. I love that. One of the, the the way that I heard about you, your podcast and the gym was through Sober Gemini Mama. And I just want to give a shout out to her, uh, Alex. I know you're listening. Thank you so much for the introduction. Uh, of the podcast and their podcast meeting Liz and Bryce has been my ultimate pleasure and thank you so much and thank, thank you. you for being here hey. our pleasure thank you catch you around all right see you soon if you've enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful tell a friend or someone you know pass this podcast on and my information is Viv, founder of SoberIThrive.org. I'm an internationally certified in addiction recovery, other known as a sober coach and a life coach too. My certifications encompass the neuroscience of joyful recovery, roots of addictions, alcohol and its effects, dynamics of professional recovery coaching, motivation to change, right thinking in recovery, family issues in recovery, codependent behaviors in addiction, and ethical and legal issues in professional recovery coaching. Go to my website, soberithrive.org, and book your free, confidential, 30-minute call. We can help create the sober warrior within you.